Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Bellicom, <laughs> Sam, Shitty Shitty Ray-Bans, Burns, <laughs> and Ellie... These aren't sunglasses. This is just a pair of spectacles that have been painted black. Sparrow. Oh no! <laughs> Terrible sunglasses, or really good sunglasses, depending on your view, because I mean, they would block the sun more own, than any yeah. other sunglasses. This fun fact: this was actually a game item in the 1990s uh, adventure game, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That is a very specific reference. Um, yeah, the, uh, the topical as the films just come out. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, that, yeah, I stand corrected. There is a new, there is a new <laughs> indie film. Um, and it's like the Dial of Destiny or something. Yes. Um, and there's it, it. it's a specific puzzle in which you've got to arbitrarily get a character something that fits like a series of conditions. Uh, and it's randomized which one it is. And there's like, you know, a dozen different items and you get them by going back to this dodgy uh, back alley merchant and repeatedly trading in the shitty item you got from him last time for a different randomly uh, decided <laughs> uh, yeah. shitty item that's a fun game mechanic <laughs> it's possible that the item that the person the random person you're trying to please uh, the person you're trying to please wants is a black item and the black item, uh, coloured item, uh, that can be worn on the face, because it's got like three different conditions you've got to fulfil, is a pair of sunglasses that the merchant says, brilliant sunglasses, don't let a speck of, uh, of sunlight through. <laughs> and he looks at them, these are just painted black. <laughs> <laughs> that is some dumb shit, and I like it. <laughs> Speaking of dumb shit... It's Yay! time for us yeah. to cast our, uh, our will through the mists of fate time Ooh. and demand future mm. us what messages from the present. It's future Jason with the present of a message. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs, link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Past Jason. You know what I don't understand? Hmm. Why we never ask future us for presents from the present? Hmm. Surely we have. Surely. Surely. In, not before. in 179 episodes, have we never know. done that? No. I would I like a present from the present. Yeah. Please me. You could ask for a present from the message. Yeah. Mm. A present from the future. <laughs> or also like a message from a present. <laughs> it's like that a little box me. covered with a ribbon. Going, hello. Aww. 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 <laughs> I'll draw you one. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. <laughs> right, excellent. and on that cheerful note, it's time to <laughs> that cheerful note. It's time to begin. Flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. 
what you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party have, at long last, escaped the clutches of Rhea, the Shaper of Will. Fuck that person. <laughs> one of the... <laughs> the worst person uh, ever. One of the sorcerers, or at least the sorcerer's echoes, uh, within the Cirrus Citadel. At this point, the party have now uh, have now visited... i just consult my handy sheet here. Seven! Sorry, no. Nine! Counted the wrong way. Easily done. <laughs> one moment. No, it's minus one. I was right. Seven of the uh, sorcerers of the Sirius Citadel. It should mean one, two, three, four, five. Yep, five. Uh, uh, five wings of the Citadel have have not yet been found. The. Excited that there's. There's so many to go, honestly. I'm having fun. Yeah, this has been like a whole arc. It's so <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's a whole arc on its own. I'm so happy oh, yeah. it is. We're having a great <laughs> um, time. Some people would have not followed an extra dimensional adventure arc with another extra dimensional adventure arc. We love people. You are not that DM, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> I don't people. know how to break this to you. <laughs> Apparently not. Try saying extra dimensional adventure arc after three points is all I'm saying. Indeed. Uh... So, to the uh, amongst other adventures, however, the while visiting the uh, while visiting slash trapped in the wing of uh, the shape of will, the party found uh, their minds, uh, memories, and perceptions thoroughly messed with, uh, and upon passing the challenges of uh, the shape of will. Uh, she uh, graciously get, granted them the boon of their damn minds back. I hate her. Yes. Uh, plus a series of, uh, of Magisec we- weapons and items that they stole. And a new friend. And also, <laughs> yes. Um, someone who, for want of a better name, uh, we're going to call Shanti, a short version of the name Chanterelle, which was the last name that Shanti had the last time her memories and identities were reset by the Shaper of Will. So, joined by, once again, a small series of Silver Skulls, uh, Jeffrey, who is once again a monkey with a spear, um, Marjorie, who is still a cockroach uh and of course uh victory and now shanty the i don't actually know how many of you at this point uh stepped through the gateway the light fades and you Find yourselves standing 
amidst the darkness, around the edges of a campfire, around you the fading light of dusk, just as dusk turns to night. The flames crackle, smoke rises, and the world beyond the campfire light is hazy and indistinct. There's shades of sort of dusky blue and shadow, but nothing feels certain except for the fire and the ground around it. The seven of you, if we're including pets, <laughs> are otherwise alone. Right. Um. This is weird. Nothing's imminently trying to kill us, or on on fire in a way that is un unsafe. Should we have a little sit down? Yeah, I yeah. was going to say that look, this does seem to be like a um a, a good and opportune moment to have a bit of a rest because that was a lot. I'm, I'm going to have. I've got a little, double stabbed. A little um, here and here. A little detective thoughts just nearby. See if there's anyone other than us. Sensible. As you weirdly, I have loads of spells. Um. Oh. Oh yeah. Actually, that's a point. I haven't used how, any. Your... I've used none because how, I didn't how... know I could do magic. <laughs> how, how's your rainbow friend? The rainbow spirit is now once again visible and coherent um, and is looking like probably a little shaken, but unlikely echoing Celestia's feelings of the moment. How are you? Are you okay? How, how was that for you? That? Ooh! Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> that wasn't fun. No. Are you angry with me? I'm sorry. I've, I'm sorry I forgot everything. Why would I be angry with you? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't remember you. That feels awful. Yeah, that that wasn't great. That sorceress is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she sucks. She's the worst. As you, you'll get no argument from me. Hearing one like, although to those of you that spirit sight, this is a very one-sided conversation. Um, the shanty, the half orc in the plain grey clothes, just sits down by the fire. Hugs her knees and stares into the and stares into it without saying much. Uh, can can I can I get you anything? Um, tea, chocolate, uh, chocolate, chocolate is usually helpful in these situations. Yeah, sounds good. I'll make a bowl of chocolate. Okay, you run your hand around the bowl and uh, and thick slightly alcoholic very 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 slightly alcoholic like sort of like liquor tinged alcohol mm -hmm. um, appears 
in the bowl as it fills up. Shanti kind of takes the bowl and semi semi automatically like lifts it to her lips and drinks a little of the drinking chocolate. There's a moment where she like winces a little like from the sudden sensation of it, but then takes a breath and drinks more of it. Do you do you want to talk about it? Or does that feel a bit much right now? I have no idea. Um, kind of I mean, what is real? Real's what you want it to be. That, I feel like that, that goes against everything I know about reality, but then what the fuck do I know about reality? I've never been there. Um. Like, is, are basic things real? Like, is gravity a thing? Yeah. Gravity is yes. the one that holds you on the floor, yeah? Yes. Yes, then yeah. it's real. But sometimes, if you really want, certain people can make it go the other way. Um, That's a magic so thing, though. Magic's also real. That is real. a magic thing. But it's still a thing that you're affecting. Yeah. What I'm saying is things are real for a given sense of real and things can be changed by some people but some things can't be changed um so it's just gonna be a lot of learning I think on that one uh okay um the the real year um is 1798 if that's helpful where we left it. Yeah. I know some people... <laughs> this place is weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's been a few different times. That, uh, I remember a few different dates. Uh, Anything close to that? Or before it? I think I remember one time, like... A couple of times when it was just a... Com- the years were completely different and and sometimes when it was way earlier but it's hard to tell I'd say we've probably been she thinks for a moment I mean I guess the years have gone by more or less at the rate years go by that like there's this there there's like fuck i mean there's like what 30 there's 30 days uh, actually let's just do some basic checks basics here. yes basics yeah, 10 basics. days in a week yep three weeks in a month yep. 12 months yep. in a year yes yeah quite yep. right regency calendar yeah we're, we're on regency calendar okay oh okay that's Oh, cool. So that's real. That's nice. Yeah, some some stuff yep. is the same. Yeah. Okay. You were a bit ahead of us, um, where we were. Right, none of us know what the fuck a phone is. Um, oh, shit. 
that's that exists. Um, I've got one of these. Put, Celestia pulls out like an iPhone, like effectively. An iPhone. <laughs> like, you, you wow, have uh, this iPhone. is fine. Uh, you have Irene's phone. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> know what you do with these, um, other than magic, I guess. You, you shout like at an, them till they stop making noise. Yeah, it's like an arcane um, tablet or something. Um, you, I don't know, man. I mean, if what I remember is at all accurate, um, they're sort of. I mean, they like they're mostly message spells. Um, that's how they that's how they're meant to work. And but they also like yeah, you can. They've got spells built in. I don't know if they'll work if they're not connected to the to, if they're not you know connected to the to to the Skynet. But there's this round bit on it. What does that do? It's, it's the wrong way up for comedy. Yeah. They're, they're like on the button that you have on an iPhone is at the top. <laughs> Just upside yeah. down. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I'm poke it. Uh, I think you might be taking pictures. What do you, What does that mean? What am I taking? What am I taking them what? from? She taking them from where? Ta- she she reaches over and like slides a few bits around until she gets the gallery up, and you see several pictures of this campfire upside down. Ooh, it's <laughs> it's like like it's here but there. Like a painting. Also, you find Oh like an illusion. Um, like a minor illusion sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like she, one of them, but flatter. She pulls out the thing and you can then see that there's like just a whole gallery of different pictures. Uh including a lot of which are and this is where it starts to get weird, a lot of which are of Alice on University. Some of which appear to be oh of tech, uh, uh, like there are some technical notes you would guess. You're not sure. Others just of images of different things. Some of scenes that don't quite make sense. Um, there's probably about sixty odd of uh, uh, images captured in here total. Mm. We might want to copy out those technical of which, pictures just in case it stops working. Of which the last, I was going to say, six, seven, eight, nine are pictures of this campfire. That <laughs> uh, uh, moves if you touch it. Hmm. So has figured out scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do a picture then? Like, like a 95-year-old <laughs> with an iPhone for the first time. Uh, you need to go back. Right. How okay, do I do it? Slide the whole thing up. What do you mean, slide? Like, yeah, like yeah, with your like whole that, hand. Like that. Oh, uh, right. You can just use just one finger. <laughs> That'd be really wrong. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know. No, buttons no. Uh, may be a thing, but like touch screens. Honestly, not even, bu- like not even buttons. Not even buttons, really. really. Oh, right. Okay, you don't need to be so so harsh with it. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's the campfire. All these ones. Oh, it's me! Oh, that's weird. It's a mirror, oh, but not I a mirror. I want to see. I want to see. Come, come and see yourselves. Oh, is that what I look like today? It's oh, going wow. backwards. Uh, can I? Can I do a picture like this? Um, I, I guess so. Come on then. Let's, let's. If you turn it sideways, you'd probably be Jeffrey, able to fit Jeffrey, all of us come in. Come here, Again. Shanty. Shanty. Is that still okay right now? I mean, why not? Okay. Well, it's up to you. 
You get to choose whatever name works for we you. We can literally try a different name every day until one feels right, or every hour, whatever you like. But I'm confused enough. Okay. Let's... Shanty will do. For now. If yeah. it's forever, that's also fine, but... Um, yeah. I can't really... I, I don't really want to decide my whole fate when I've just realised my whole world that's, is a lie. That's actually what I was trying to let you not okay. do. Okay. Um, so okay. I think I said that wrong. The idea was you can change your mind at literally any time. <laughs> Victory, Victory stands up, walks over and goes, Shh! It's fine. Just take the picture. How? What do I do? <laughs> Shanti, get over here. Tell me how Shanti to take the picture. Shanti reaches forward and presses the button again. I pull her in. <laughs> we take the first ever fucking selfie in Calcinia. Yeah. That's what yeah. we do. <laughs> at least outside of this, uh, at least outside of the shape of Will's wing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's a weird thing. You're like, honestly, the lighting's like a bit weird because you're like all underlit from the fire and there's like wispy shadows behind so you. Celestia's like frowning trying to get the phone to work yeah. and everyone else is but looking quizzically you, at it. <laughs> you, you do indeed now have that uh, that image. You've no way to transfer it off the phone, but... It's like... So is this round thing like an eye that that um, makes the pictures? Ooh, like an eyeball that looks at you. Oh, like one of them. There's like a spell what does that, isn't there? Um, yeah. Yeah. One moment. Let's just let's roll for Shanty. Okay. Aww. Yeah, it's like I remember working on. I remember being. I remember making one of these once. I don't remember everything about how it goes together, but it's like um. It's like a telescope. Uh, or a microscope lens. It focuses light mm. into a small point. Fun fact: pretty oh. sure microscopes have not been invented. <laughs> uh, uh, th- we're on the cusp at this time in history. If we're, um, <laughs> let me just double check. Like oh no! Uh, sorry, I take that wrong. <clears throat> microscopes were uh, earliest microscopes were invented in the 1600s. So you do know what microscopes yeah. are. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Okay, microscope. That that's understandable. Huh. Only vaguely. I don't think I've ever actually touched one, but I know what one does. Yeah. So it's like that, but in here. This is very small to fit all of us in it in a picture. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, that's how the magic works, right? It, it's sort of negating the need for um, uh, big, complicated mechanisms and whatnot for all of the the stuff that it does. Mm. One moment. I guess. I mean, I was never... I don't think I ever remember being... um, Being the kind of wizard that could... What was the... uh, uh, That that could program this sort of stuff, so... He must have had so many weird skills in passing. Mm. Like, sort of, but I don't... I only remember some of them, because, like... Oh, it's weird. It's like, when I was... put in one head. When I was... When I was when I made these, I knew exactly how to make them, mm. like how to use all the equipment, how they went together, and I remember doing it and making it. But and and I probably know a couple of things from the act of doing it, but I never. It's like I knew it, but then when I stopped being someone who needed to do that, I lost it. Oh. 
I suppose that makes sense, yeah, though. Because, yeah. like... So you've got a memory of doing it, but not of learning it. Well, it's, so all you've got is the memory of doing it's it. It's like Tamara knew how to use a phone, but I don't. Hmm. So I think I think I get what you mean. I remember doing it. Yeah. So, like, I, I held it sort of right, but... Yeah, I don't remember exactly everything about them. It's not like that, is it? Oh, it's surprising in hindsight how much I was able to just mumble my way through and um, figure out as I went. I didn't have any understanding of how half that stuff worked. No, I didn't get any of it. I knew who I thought I should be, but I didn't have any of the information that went with that person. Mm. I think I had one of these phones. I'm pretty sure I broke it. Oh, no. <laughs> it kept shouting at me. Oh, the, the alarm? Yeah. Oh, that's an alarm. Yeah, you just swipe the front. You don't have to, like, like set it up like a whole thing round where you sleep. Or, like, like a bell that you ring. That's the other kind of alarm. No, it's more like, like, um... You set it to a time and then it makes a sound and wakes you up at that time. Oh, like a clock. That sounds useful and also terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess like a clock when it, when it dings. Well, it's like um, some people put nails into a, into a candle so that when the candle burns down, the nail falls, it makes a noise and they wake up. Those people are much smarter than I am. I just usually It's my, not an exact science, but... Usually my mm. cat jumps on me these days. I miss my cat. I hope she's okay. You can hug Jeffrey if you like. No, I'd rather die. Look at his horrible little face. He'll he'll tear my throat out if I try and hug him. Actually, that's a point. Jeffrey I'm, glares I'm, up uh, uh, glares up uh, up from the little candle he's looking at and goes. He would though. <laughs> Sits back down, staring at the little mm-hmm. candle. Um. I'm going to kneel down and cast Jeffrey, uh, primal <laughs> awareness. Oh, I was going to do a detect oh. thoughts. So let's do the detecting spells while we're thinking mm. of it, because I've forgotten yeah. about that. I, I want to know if there's anything within the realm of us, at least. I'm going to do these one by one, yeah. and then uh, and then I think Scamp said something as well. I'll yes. address that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so you touch the ground, you feel you let the pulse of magic go out. <laughs> Okay, so the usual things, um, I guess not the roar of the sea, because it's in a lead box. I was going to say, because not attuned to it anymore, okay. Yep, not attuned to it, and in a lead box. So Hmm. um, you don't feel the roar of the sea. You do feel the usual um, sense of... Uh, the sort of piccolo trill of uh, 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 of uh, fey nonsense Marjorie. from Marjorie. <laughs> um, nothing else, really. An interesting thing that comes to mind uh, that you do feel, though, is that uh, you're definitely not. Fi- you don't feel like you're on the sea, uh, or like you know, or on the coastline, because your mm-hmm. sense isn't going out to like you know half a dozen miles. Yeah, it's not even going up to a mile. It's like it peters out around the edges, or like probably 40, 30, 40 feet away tops. 
Jeez. Oh, wow, okay, so, like, there's just nothing beyond that. You'd say that your senses are going to about as far as the light touches. Alright, that's weird. Um, so, yeah, it's a very quick bit of feedback. Celestia letting your mind sense extend as you, as like a sort of a little gentle wave of um, sort of, three sorts, a little gentle wave of rainbow um, yeah I think it's like 30 sort of feet out outwards for yeah. a moment uh, yeah 30 feet yeah you feel the gentle, the sort of uh, tonal notes of the minds of the party yeah, I don't dive into There's anyone. Just, <laughs> no, but you just get that mind sense of, hey, uh, of they are there. And no, yeah, no one else comes to mind, as it were, right now. Uh, Scamp said a thing, I think. I just wanted to know what Jeffrey had. Uh, Jeffrey is sat in front of the fire and staring at a small candle with a series of pins stuck into the side. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, Jeffrey, you made an alarm clock. <laughs> when did you do that? That's very clever. Jeffrey's very smart. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Friend, did Jeffrey make that all by himself? I. Wait. That's not one of our. That's not one of our candles. You look down and. This is, it's not one of the candles that you have from the, um, from the mansion. This okay. kind of resembles an old, like a thick, uh, sort of time, classical timekeeping candle. Someone has etched a series of little marks on it for, like, hours past and put mm -hmm. pins in at, uh, uh, and put, like, quite thick brass pins in at intervals. That's weird. Did, okay. Did Jeffrey let's just not describe right now? Let's not describe. No, that Jeffrey can't materialize candles. That's not one of ours. Um, let's not describe anything weird. All right. Nothing dangerous. Or like nothing dangerous, nothing weird. But if anyone would like to describe like a really big sandwich. <laughs> Like a really big one that I can barely fit in my mouth. Lots of cheese, different pickles. Or a... Yeah, lots of pickle. Uh, are we thinking we're in a place where, like, a bit like the Dreamfold thoughts can become real? Or a bit like that um, that person's room. Um, the Mentalist? Yeah, that one. Oh. Who? Um, oh, shit. Um, so, we're in a place that is not really outside. Um, it's called the Sirius Citadel. Um, and it's basically, the, the, I think there are like 12 sorcerers in the world. Um, you heard of sorcerers? I don't know if you will have done or not. Um, not really, no. No. Um, but there are 12 sorcerers. Like, I... And they all leave echoes of themselves in this place. Um, because they reincarnate, um, and... They want to come and meet themselves. This is increasingly insane the more I describe it, but that's where we are. Um, yeah. And you were saying, so you said there was this 
mental mentalist. Yeah, yeah he sort of um, he used sort of metaphors to conjure things. I don't know how to to explain that. You said he had a room. Yes. What was it like? Uh, had lots of weird stuff in it. Um, like lots of furniture and things, and a tiny cow and. What kind of like a tiny cow? Like just like it's on really the furniture? Really cute, actually. <laughs> it was a tiny cow, wasn't it? I'm not making that up. It was adorable. Mm. Well, what sort of like I've I've I'm realizing I've not really seen a lot of things in life. So tell me about it, like. Uh what else was there? I mean, there were a lot of books. And if you opened a book, you could sort of go inside it into a different world. Like, I mean, like like you feel when you're reading a good story, you could actually go somewhere, which was yeah. cool. Um, you know, you're looking at me, asking questions, and I have this... I don't know if this is going to make you angry, but... This might be like a weird thing to say to you, but I have this weird jealousy. What? Okay, I, I don't I don't want to downplay your situation because I mean fuck me, it's terrible. Like what she did is is terrible and fucking hell. <laughs> I guess I'm not downplaying. Thanks that, for the but... reminder, but go on. Sorry, uh, but I don't know. Just the thought of seeing everything for the first time—it's kind of really cool. And the thought of not being held down by anything. Like, maybe it's because I'm me, but I, I have a shitty family. Like, really shit. Um, without. Yeah, just a bit. Just a little bit, right? Um, without, like, going yeah. too far into the detail of that, because that's a bit much for a normal day, even. Um, and, you know, I was given a name I didn't want and expected to be somebody I didn't want to be. I was held down by that for a long time, that expectation, and I didn't look like this. I looked completely different because it was how they wanted me to look, and I was desperately unhappy, to be honest. Um, and that's feeling quite intense because I've just remembered it all again um, when I had forgotten it. Um, but I had to escape and become this and give myself a name and as you're talking Shanti sort of picks up a bit of the large cut up sandwich next to her and bites into it (laughs) (laughs) and it took a lot to kind of let go of all that stuff and it might be horrible of me but I'm slightly jealous that you don't have to you're not helped by anything. You can try as many different names as you want. You can start wherever you like. It's awful. It is. But it's also kind of fucking cool. You get to make yourself whatever you want. But... You didn't. Did in the end. But... Does that... Does it, they wanted me to be that's always there there's um 
everyone else but Celestia. You see, as Celestia is telling the story, there's a shifting in the quality of the shadows and the edge of the firelight behind Celestia. And looming within them, you see four humanoid shadows. Mm-mm. Coalescing into, I think, two of which would be familiar shapes because you'd have met them. Two of which are distant, more distant, unseen, but with. They have now seen Novara in a mirror. They have? Yeah. Yes, true. So only one of which you've not seen. Um, but you do recognize the, you do recognize becoming more real, standing at the edges, the images of Quilena, Adrin, and Nivara, Rothnall, and a fourth figure with a stronger resemblance to, um, a slightly stronger resemblance to Adrin. But there's some of Celestia in him as well. <laughs> oh, Crow's nest. Of a, um, indeed, uh, of an older-looking elf with, I believe it was red hair and a bit of a crow's nest, and uh, what colour Celestia's eyes are? Light blue. Hmm. I think his are green. Yeah, his are green because Celestia gets the... The blues from Navarra, yeah. The blues yeah. from Navarra. Mm. You can see, I think, Celestia's jawline or nose in mm. him. Navarra's got the jawline, so I think it must be his nose. nose. You can yeah. see Celestia's nose mm. in him, but he has green eyes. Mm. And as she speaks and, ta- uh, and tells this tale, the colour... Fades from Celestia's hair, um, returning to the to silver, but to a drabber silver than you remember when first meeting her. It seems to almost shift back into tied-up braids. The rock star clothing. Replaced so subtly you don't notice until it's there by a stricter, more severe drow black, uh, traditional drow uh, uh, sort of outfit. With the, yes, with a high collar. Yeah. Um, and little slashes of colour. Like the split skirt situation, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's more like a dress. Than what yeah. normally wears. Mm. Okay, yeah, but then they all exploded into glitter and confetti and they were gone and not mm. here and you got all colourful and nice clothes and not awful weird braids and stuff. Oh, <laughs> really concentrate no. and try and change it. Okay, roll <laughs> a charisma oh, check. I was going to start talking um, again and see if I could fix it. Roll a charisma check. 
Uh, I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's 22. Mm. Okay, you got some strong will. So what do you say? Exploded into glitter and everything they, was fine. They all exploded into confetti and everything yes, was fine. <laughs> Terrible wording. Everything was fine. Um, and you got rainbows and colourful quotes and stuff. Okay. So first of all, Scamp, um, as the next thing happens, I also want you to roll 2d100s and we'll just discharge oh, no. types. Oh boy. <laughs> It seems like the moment, weirdly. <laughs> 21 and 4. You've moved all of the books to act as a temporary book press. Oh, god damn, I can go and get them if Don't you want. Don't worry, I'll I'm just sorry. get a magic table up. <laughs> I've got um, a table if you... Um, well. Honestly, with where we are right now, I'm going to go with table fables. Oh no. <laughs> 21 and 4, mm. was that? Yeah... Okay. Uh, your choices are unexpected translation, uh, an unexpected switch, or darkness. Hmm. Oh no. I mean, how bad does this switch feel? Something will switch with something else. This feels like a terrible idea, but darkness can fuck off right now. So I guess we're doing that. <laughs> okay. As um, as Scamp interrupts the story and tries to and uh, like insists upon like glitter and rainbows and everything being fine, uh, the campfire seems to crackle, gutter, and then burst and there's like a sort of in the flames um and you do see like some weird rainbow flames flicker into it uh and then you see scamp violently explode into glitter shit what what do we do them Um, i said them not me yeah yeah you did say that oh dear Um, oh no scamp we're gonna come back to you Oh, dear. oh no! But for the moment, uh, Scamp, uh, you see Scamp violently explodes into bright silver and uh, 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 silver and golden glitter. Um, what the fuck? In Shit. the distance behind Celestia, you see there are still four figures, three of which are, are staring out. One of which is now sh- a shadowed. Uh, horned figure and sat in front of the fire uh, in a not dissimilar sort of dress to the one that Celestia is wearing but much more but somehow worn much more stylishly with brilliant blue uh, brilliant cold and cutting blue eyes Uh, and a and a distinctive grin uh, on uh, uh, about her face. Quilena leans forward. Trowley, that's not how it went, though, is it? No, it isn't. Let me tell you how it went, Shanty. 
been having this thought, actually. There's, there's a lot to that story. But the thing is, it doesn't actually matter. What matters is what is real. And um, she's like trying not to look at Quillenna because it's like visibly shaking her that she's there. Um, and the thing is about what happened with me is that I found my actual real identity. And the thing about identity, Shanti, again, looking anywhere but Quillenna just refusing to like engage at all um, and getting visibly like fidgety and freaked out is that there's this metaphor in the Underdark, right? Um, it's called Grandmother's Bow. As you talk, as as she talks, the world seems to shift around. Instead of the darkness of the of the edges of the campfire, you are in a endless dark cave. <laughs> like Celestia looks like her heart is speeding up and the breathing is getting quicker. So there's this metaphor called um, Grandmother's Bow. And the idea of it is that generations ago, there was this bow owned by somebody's grandmother. Nobody quite knows who. It was too long ago for anyone to remember. And um, after a while, you know, the, the string wore out. So we replaced it with another string. The, the wood wore out. So we replaced it with different wood. And eventually it was replaced with metal because we learned how to make metal bows. And all the arrows are different. But somehow it's still grandmother's bow, right? Except that it isn't, because everything about it is replaced. Um, we are, it's only Grandmother's Bow. Because, because we say it is. Because we believe it is. Because we give to that bow the idea that it is Grandmother's Bow. That's why it's real. And the beautiful thing about that is, if you say, this is who I am, then it's fucking true, isn't it? When I was down in the Underdark, somebody gave me a nickname. Somebody I loved very, very much. They called me Stardust. So when I left the Underdark and I decided that I didn't want that shitty fucking name anymore that they had given me, I decided I was Stardust. And I gave myself a first name that I felt matched it. Celestia Stardust. And I decided that's who I was. And I stumbled out of the Underdark and into a random inn. First one I found, I just needed somewhere to go after I'd seen, <laughs> seen the stars and realised what the fuck I was named after for the first time, realised what that actually looked like. And, um... And I walked up to the barman and I said, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. And because I said it, and I believed it, it was true. That's who I was. Not who they said I was. And that's who I've been ever since. Because I say so. Because I say it's grandmother's bow it is. Because we believe it's grandmother's bow it is. And because I believe that I'm Celestia Stardust, that is who I am. And because I believe that these people are my family rather than the other dickheads that you see here, they're my family. Damn right we are. Because I said so and because we all believe it. 
That's what's real. You look behind. As Celestia kind of says this, you look up and you notice the stars above you. Stars that match the stars when Celestia first stepped out of the Underdark and saw them. You know, when I saw these stars for the first time, um, I couldn't believe that somebody as lovely as Leo had looked at somebody as <laughs> tall and awkward and gangly and <laughs> horrible at the time as me. Um, and it's sort of those. <laughs> what matters is what's real, says the blonde-haired elf sat across the fire from you. <laughs> she always got it. Anna. It was Leah and Scamp and Corzin. Who um, really made me see that that's true. It felt like a lie being Celestia Stardust for a long time. And it felt like my stupid blood relatives were the real ones. And they got to say who I was. But now nah, it was those three who helped me see that I had that power rather than anyone else. Scamp back because I talked about Scamp. <laughs> you do see for a moment in the background, in, in the distance behind, the four figures have changed. Instead of. Instead of Quilena and Adrin and. Um, Naivara uh, and oh, Paleus. Paleus, thank no, you. No, it took me a minute too, it's I'm been a while. Dad's name is Paleus, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was racking my brain. Um, uh, violence for vanity. Wow, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Paleus, you see echoes of a half uh, of causing of Scamp, of Leah, and with a sort of wistful grin, Brand Marlon Brandy. <laughs> yeah, him too. <laughs> that ship was the first home I had. A bit oh, late at age 30, but, you know, better late than never. Absolutely. Waft of salt air on the breeze and as you look to where where Quilena was where Leo was you find oh okay you find uh, three things one is 
a is a small brass key which has three sockets in it one filled with a small uh, one set with a small purple gemstone the other two sockets empty the second thing uh, is a set of three cards with writing on them and the third thing okay the third thing is a bow that appears to be made of old wood or maybe chitin strung with silk string Ooh. Right. Any sign of Scamp? At this point, yeah, I will no, have been looking around yet. for Scamp. Like, there is, yeah. We're gonna get to what's happened. More sandwich there. Okay. Is there but, a sandwich? Uh, there, there, there is a sandwich. If anyone eats my sandwich, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Shanti has already started eating the sandwich. And, Damn it! Uh, like okay. midway through the through the table. No. Uh, and honestly, she kind of looks at it like it's kind of unfilling and disappointing. <laughs> when Scamp disappeared, did like any of their um, belongings go? Yeah, yep, go no. with them. Scamp completely gone. Everything they were holding. I just sent a short message to Cosmic. I was really hoping when I talked about Scamp they'd come back, to be honest. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Cosmic, given what, like, the, the, the malleability that reality seems to be having uh, here, uh, Cosmic is going to be spending this whole uh, time trying to think very, very hard and distinctly about Scamp being back where they were. You try and will this with all, everything you can. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that remains when you look around the rest of the of the tale like as the tale comes to its end everything returns to the uh, to the campfire um and the darkness around it with the exception of the stars which They're remain stay. in the sky okay. and on the edge of the shadows the out like the silhouette of scamp um i'm gonna pick up grandmother's bow as you pick up mm. the bow, I assume it, is. it changes from wood. The wood turns to chitin and then changes to worked steel with uh, sort of cams on it. The bow changing from silk to steel wire. Well, to effectively a bow that looks a lot like the bow that Celestia threw off a cliff that time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And then, as you hold it, and in your hand, and you kind of remember that and feel it, it changes again, and Celestia's appearance—her clothes, her hair—shift back to as they were, filled with colour and vibrancy. And the bow changes as well, turning into... not 
a an archer's bow, but the bow, but a bow you might draw across a violin, mm. made of a dark, uh, with a with the bow itself made of some curious dark purple wood and strung with rainbow colored string hmm. <laughs> oh i have i have a weird impulse that's different than Oh, um, I mean, bows are generally with hair. Is it like is it Celestial's hair? Yeah, I mean, it might well be. There is. It looks a lot like Celestial's hair. Some people who are very, very, very clever with music, which Celestia kind of is, um, yeah. because you know she's a bit of a savant in this way. Some people play guitars with bows. I don't want to get a kit mm. violin out. It doesn't feel right. It mm. needs to be more Celestia. Mm. Um, I'm going to have a go at drawing it across the strings of the um I hold it like an electric guitar but yeah. draw the bow through it but actually with that electric guitar feel a... electric violin maybe. yeah which um, are a thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they are really cool so, it's such a good noise oh there is something of the electric violin to the feel and because Celestia is canonically kind of a musical savant. Mm. <laughs> she can do this. Um, also, she does play both the guitar and the violin. So, like, there is a level yeah. of, like, you could... I think can the I... chords are the same when you play, like, a guitar like a violin, basically. Can you roll a performance check for me, please? Yep. Yeah. And <sighs> um, that is... God, what's my modifier these days? Um, that's a 23. You play... You begin to play and you... Actually... Tell me... Given the effect you would like to achieve, tell me the quality of the tune you play. How you would embody that in a tune, what kind of tune it would be? <laughs> I'm thinking about family and um, us finding each other. Um, so it's it's a, it's it's the Flintlocks theme tune, but it's slower and. Um, more sort of tentative um like when we first met each other um that feeling of like sussing somebody out and then as it swells it sort of gets more hopeful and stronger mm. it gets louder and yeah more like a love song but in a family way not like a romantic love song Mm. The tune builds light, the campfire light flickers and gleams off the guitar and the strings, and a sort of strip, almost like rays of rainbow uh, light flicker out and over the silhouetted figure in the distance on the edge of the campfire's light. Mm. And it's like you see a scamp 
almost like the outline or the sketch of Scamp filling in with colour and light. Not the Scamp at first that you were sat by the fire. A younger one. Mm, little Scamp. With and a beard. Then, <laughs> with a beard. Yeah, with a beard on, because they'd have to. Yeah, which... Ex- turns to pink feathers and explodes and fe- and vanishes, <laughs> and this scamp growing li- physically taller and then sometimes shorter and then taller again. Mm. Um, <laughs> and with each step they take forwards, growing a little older, gaining some pain, some wisdom, some joy. I feel like that's reflected in the tune. Not There's sure about that wisdom. Of <laughs> big feeling wisdom. To it. Wow, my wisdom score ain't changed to this <laughs> session. Experience, we, we did certainly. Meet <laughs> wisdom as well. <laughs> and as you finish the tune, uh, that last note just like reaches the edge of the campfire. Scamp, as you attempt to avert this, like to, to, to sum up and avert the tale, um, the you feel you feel something. Uh, you feel feel your will strain against what is, um, and everything comes apart at the seams. Uh, you suddenly feel like you're in a thousand places at once like you're everywhere around everywhere but the campfire but the campfire is the only thing you can perceive like you're trapped around the outside of reality um able to witness the story but unable to act on it in any way and you perceive the te- you perceive Celestia telling the rest of the story, and as the bow is played, you feel yourself split up, split up, dispersed and incoherent, begin to cohere again, like the grains of sand that are you pour back into the hourglass that is your shape. Um, and as you take the final step back to the fire, you're you again, and everything, and and you are once again a part of the tale. Okay, I'm pretty sure we said something about not describing awful things. Where's oh, my sandwich? Thank fuck for that. <laughs> Maybe, never do that again. Um, yeah, maybe this isn't a good place for like abrupt tonal shifts. I don't think it works like that. Shanti holds yeah, up the Maybe we also don't describe it. your worst nightmares. Like, I know there was a good point to it, but oh, what if they'd stuck around? Yeah, I know. Let's just We're be not losing you to the them moment. again. That's not happening. Sort of a point, um, but you're, you're right. 
I mean, I once think... I'd started, I sort of had to carry on until it got better. Oh um, no, I, th- I tried to stop it, that, but that was that was stupid. Yeah, you, you, these and things don't. You made some turn into a pile of glitter, no matter how hard you say it. I was kind of hoping just that the physical versions of them might, because I didn't know how physical they were getting. Ugh. But no, you made a good point. Well said. Sora, you you are right. I did not do (laughs) well for all of that. But I think we got there. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of important stuff in that. Do you think this is the poet's room? I think Could be, it, I, suppose. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like the sea, I've got to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Shanti, you were talking about never having seen reality before. Um, this is not how it usually this works. This is not a, no. Great. Yeah, it usually um, works how yours works, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't just, like, speak things yeah. into happening. But, Victor Cousin, <laughs> but minus the, you know, repeated memory wipes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, generally not. Some of us have got gaps. Um. Says Jeffrey. No, not you, Jeffrey. But, I mean, hmm. I I don't remember half my life. Yeah. There's not a person before that, really. Hmm. So I, I don't know how you feel, but I... There's a... There's a there's echoes there. Well, what? And I've got to say, the important the important thing is you've got to choose. Not now, but you choose who you be you are. Because if you don't, the rest of the world chooses for you. And that's hard to shake off. What do you mean? That takes work. Well, I didn't know who I was or what I was. And the world told me I was a monster. And that's what I believed. But I ain't anymore. Um... And I'm working real hard to not think that I'm... You never were a monster. No. No, but the world told me I was for... Six years? Mm. What do you mean by a monster? The way I look, it's not how most folk look. And that to that, people thought I was a monster. Yeah, I mean... You, you had tieflings in your bit of a serious citadel, right? Um, yeah. Well, Scamp's Town, they didn't have any tieflings. It was just Scamp. Yeah. And I didn't know what a tiefling was. So, you know. I believed them. Huh. And I didn't have a name either. That was just something... Someone who was not bad called me once so I took it and it was mine (laughs) also a nice nickname (laughs) never really thought of it that way what was that so you didn't really have anything either you you and and this and you you didn't know anyone like you didn't know any other tieflings you'd never met any others no I didn't really have anyone but someone gave you a name 
Yeah, I, I was called a lot of things, but that one felt nice, so I kept it. The world around the edges of the fire has, without your realising, shifted again. Uh, you see the echoes <laughs> of streets reaching out in different directions and not exactly whispers but like distant shouts and cheers um it doesn't hold any power anymore that stuff it did because i didn't choose for myself because i was i was a kid i didn't i still am but you know i was little But the moment I started choosing, it lost a lot of its power. When did that happen for you? When did you start choosing? Started when I found the right people to make me realise I could, I guess. It wasn't them giving me stuff that I didn't choose. It was them showing me I had the right to choose, I guess. Sometimes you need to hear it from someone else. And I hope we're the right people for you. We'll try to be. But... I guess... How did you... I don't know. I feel like you, like... Maybe I, I can see you now. Yeah. And you seem like, fuck, a little, honestly, like a little scary. Like I did, like, yeah, you'll kill a lot of people. Oh, yeah, no, that was a real complicated thing that I'm really trying hard not to think about, because, you know... But also, like, you yeah. took on her and, I guess, him? Like, and whatever the hell was... You said a sorcerer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you... You seem pretty... Yeah, you seem pretty clear about who you are now, and like, and and having that control. So, I, I guess like I've got how you were like me, like or how you, everyone else was telling you what the truth was, and like you know what was real, and and how you've got to where you are now. But that's there's such a gap between those two points. Oh yeah. Like, I could summarise for it for you, but it'll take, like, maybe 170 times three hours to <laughs> It's... It's complicated, and it... There are a lot of bits where it didn't work, and there's a lot of bits where I needed help to make it work, where we all did. We ain't the people we started out as but we need yeah. each other to find there's there's a lot of I guess, yeah. a lot of realizing you're wrong in small ways over and over again also an important <laughs> thing to remember is that everybody no matter 
who they are or where they come from is always, to some extent, a work in progress. Yeah, no one's done, are they? No. And I'm kind of scared of where I could go and what I could be. So I'm working real, real hard to be the person I want to be, not the person the world tells me I might be, because the whole sorcerer thing, a lot of us turn out to be kind of a problem. There's a lot of power and a lot, a lot of accountability. There are... You hear the distant... Actually, a distant rumble and then a much closer <coughs> of thunder and a flash in the sky. We're doing it again, aren't we? We're describing the things we shouldn't... Um, and but we're not all that way. <laughs> silhouettes in the distance. Silhouettes that you more closely recognise this time. Those of the sorcerers you've met uh, or, or at least whose echoes you've met mm. um, amongst others like you uh, you can see kind of elements of, uh, of each of them you said yeah so you worried about being monsters about yeah be it not just the monsters, but it sounds like it's not just the monster that's the monster that was, you know, what they called you for being a tiefling. Nah, that's a different thing. But this like, is... also, you're afraid of this is, yeah, the monster that I was am sorcerers. scared of. The... I don't know anything about sorcerers. Like, this is. I've, I think I've heard the word sorcery as like a, a, a synonym for magic once, but yeah, there's a surprise. They wouldn't sec- put that in your world. Yeah, so my magic comes from me. I didn't learn it in a book. I don't need devices and things. You don't need spirits. I don't need spirits. It's just it's it just comes from some from me. I think I, I think I don't know, but. I haven't always got good control over it, but I'm getting better. And some people in the past have used that power badly. And so we've got a reputation because there aren't many of us. But I'm working real, real hard in my own head to make that not matter who they were and just to be, you know, me. And the more I see of them, the more I'm going, you know what, they ain't got any power over me. Really? The... Maybe the one who is me will change how I think about it, but maybe they won't. Is he kind of... Maybe I'll come back here and bring sandwiches and books for some of them and, you know, a big middle finger for others. <laughs> <laughs> As you tell the tale, the... I really wanted that sandwich. You still have half the sandwich, by the way. Um, oh, it's not the same when it's covered in someone else's saliva. As you describe it, though, the, uh, uh, the distant figures grow larger, more towering. You feel like you can... You realise you can feel... Even though they're not... It doesn't quite make sense because there's no light really from behind them. But you feel their shadows stretching from every direction inwards over the campfire as if the world is growing 
darker from the from the shadows that they uh, from from the th the way they loom. So they're always there. They're always. You've always got them over your shoulder. I think. I mean, it's felt like that, but I guess really, the only one that matters is the one that's me. Because otherwise, that's just what other people have said about them, isn't it? Yeah. And how is that different to what I was called as a kid? Even the one that's you. That's you in another life with a different experience, with different family, with different people talking to you about who you are. Even the one that's you is not you. Like, now you. No, but... I don't know, if I find out that they were... that they had a really crap time and were a mess because of it, maybe I want to do better by them. Or if they were someone who did great things, maybe I want to live up to that. Or maybe I don't, but I don't think I'll know till I know them. The important thing is, though, as you said, it's your choice. Yeah. Corzin knows all about choices. He He's does. a good one to talk to about that. Was there a... He went through a thing that lots of people went through, and rather than doing what everyone else did, he went, you know what, I'm going to do a thing that no one else can has ever done that everyone else says is impossible. So, you know, there's a man who makes a strong choice. Corzin looks a little bit bashful. It's true. <laughs> and, and I want to hear about that, but... Maybe not at this place. <laughs> the mo is there... I don't know, like... This change, was it... It sounds like it was gradual, like, becoming... Yeah. Kind of realising that... That the past doesn't have power over you, that you're... As you say, the only one that matters is you to determining who you are. Was there is there a moment where it came together for you? Or a moment where you realised it? Or a day where you suddenly looked back and knew? A scamper for any of us. She is looking at scamp as yeah, she says it. Audio medium. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it, it with bits and pieces. It was never one moment, but there are there are bits that just were different. There was a moment I thought they'd left real early on and they hadn't. They came back. No one had ever come back before and that that was huge. Tell me about it. When did they, when did, what was that? When, when oh no, left? that's not a good one. I there think, are better ones. I think you're wrong that we shouldn't describe anything bad here. I yeah, think we but have I don't to tell think that's us. the right moment. It's okay, but I think I think your instinct that we shouldn't describe anything bad might not be right. I think we can, but we need to remember that we control the story. 
but we need to tell it fully. Yeah. But I've pick your mind. Now we know that they're not just going to jump out the shadows and stab us. I've that not was, we known sure that anything before. true my whole life. Tell okay. me things that are true. Here's a true thing. I made a birthday cake and it was awful. <laughs> and I've never made a cake before because why would I? But I made... A thing that is true is that a cake is a cake until it means something more. Cake's great. You should have lots of cake. We should do that. Okay. But this was a cake that... That was a day that was different because I'd never needed... I'd never had someone to make a cake before. Not for a birthday, then. Yeah, that was a big thing. <laughs> yeah. And building snowmen. <laughs> we built snowmen once. We I hate the snow. It's cold. It's awful. But... They told me a story about how snow could be fun, and it was. It's the first time I'd seen it. <laughs> they changed it from something awful to something full of joy. It was on my birthday. Warmth. Yeah. First birthday we spent together. I remember that. <laughs> and I had a birthday. I had my first birthday not that long ago. It is. And it might not be my birthday, or it might be my birthday, but it's, it is my birthday because we say it is. Because it's the day that things changed. <laughs> Snow falls lightly in flakes from the air, in the air around you. Catch one on my tongue. <laughs> there is a... <laughs> in place of the... Uh, of the kind of dubious looking sandwich there is a platter with a familiar kind of messy and not necessarily the best made made with love and not skill <laughs> cake just as you remember it and oh, trying to think about Scamp's birthday. Um... I got a hat. <laughs> you did. Do you still have that hat? Yeah, I'll get the hat out. <laughs> Remind me what the hat looks hat like because I like. I can't remember the hat. It's been a few years. It was in the knitted world. woolen hat. It was. It was a bubble hat, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, oh, I got you. Mm, no, there was a birthday hat. I got you a hat, hat that looked like Jeffrey. And yeah, Jeffrey I was going to say, I think it was like the Jeffrey you. hat. But that might have been yeah, your second first... birthday? Well, the first birthday was... My first birthday was episode one. Mm, true. Very Scamp's true. birthday is the day we met. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the, so we didn't do my it's first It's the Jeffrey birthday. and Scamp hats, then. It's yeah. the Jeffrey Scamp that hats. That I asked for. Those are the ones. For um, somebody who didn't speak Joven, as I recall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a cheat and I was just yeah, trying desperately now. to explain what I meant. Yeah. These are the hats that me and Jeffrey got for my birthday. <laughs> oh, it's Jeffrey, put your hat on. Ridiculous trying to order them. Jeffrey puts the little hat on. 
it's ridiculous and there's this sort of crackle to the fire that speaks of joy and <laughs> levity. You want me to tell you things that are real. Reality is weird. Sometimes I want it to be different and it changes because of magic. So all you can do is decide what it's real for you. About yourself. And you can't decide it for others. This is about to get interesting. Oh dear. Hmm. Okay. Um, the distant shadows of these titans have faded. The campfire crackles. And above, there are stars and falling flakes of snow. Looking down, you can see next to the... Well, uh, Celestia has picked up the grandmother's bow. There is, uh, there is still, there are still the three... Uh, uh, there, there are still the... Um, Sorry, not three cards. There's still the small card on the ground. One card, my apologies. Uh, and the key with the gemstone now has uh, uh, now has two gemstones in. One pink and one purple. And the cake is still there. The birthday cake is still there. I would like to have a slice I just, of birthday cake, I haven't managed to have a slice of birthday cake. Should, like... I feel like one of us. I'm gonna it. cut yeah. slices for everyone. You cut slices for everyone. There is like Jeffrey dives into it. Um, <laughs> the uh, like uh, Victor, like Victory has some. There's there's enough for everyone. The like Marjorie nibbles in a tiny bit. Um, mm. The Cousin will take one as well. Mm. Um, and um, <laughs> Shanty picks one up and bites into it and it's like. Oh, that's much better than the sandwich was. <laughs> Does it taste the same? My sandwich. It tastes exactly as it did, but rich with memory. Mm. Um, and the taste of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, and there is. Uh, <laughs> this can be real weird. Um, Excellent. What are the hats made out of? They're, they're knitted. I up. think they were like knitted. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think they were um, knitted. Well, as you're like biting into your scam, um, it's really good, except that you're, like, your teeth crump onto like some like like wool or something in the middle of it. Um, and sort of like, yeah, there's something in your slice of cake. Ah. Uh kind of extricating it. Does this mean I'm king? <laughs> you are not the king what of was the that? You found a coin? Um, oh. Instead you pull out what appears, uh, oddly enough, like a small... It's like somewhere between like a, like a little charm and a friendship bracelet. 
um, woven of wool with they're not hats but they're almost like in tiny form um, like tiny versions of uh, the Jeffrey and Scamp sort of hats but <laughs> like on Aww. the little uh, on the little strand uh, as well as a tiny sort of Corsino, tiny Celestia. Aww. <laughs> um, yeah. This is a real what weird one. Uh, mm-hmm. So Celestia needs to mark down Grandmother's bow. Yeah. As an object you have. Scamp. Um, the little friendship bracelet like has scamp kind of in, has the scamp uh, thing in the center of it. Uh, actually, yeah, because friends, there's also like a little woven silver skull on one, on one side. So you kind of got like two companions either side of you. Hmm. Um, I guess. Oh, I'm trying to look at them. For the moment, we'll just call this the friend bracelet. (laughs) That's my surname. But there Mm -hmm. is... There's something... I don't know. When you... Like, you hold it, do you put it on or anything? Or do you just sort of hold it? Yeah, I'll put it on. There's a strange sort of certainty as you do so, like a remind. It's not. It's more like a reminder of what you have, like a sense that the past has does not have power over you. That you decide what is true about you. We'll come back to that at another point. Hmm. That key's changed. Hmm. It had one stone in it before, now it's got two. Alright. Pink and purple. Yeah. Causing, I think it's your turn. Yeah, those are our colours, aren't they? Yeah. Tell us what's real. By the way, you are all strangely feel filled and uh, like by the bit of birthday cake mm. okay um emotionally fulfilled by <laughs> cake yeah and honestly Often quite I physically filled and as you look around um distinctly less covered in blood and injuries oh helpful oh, nice you have not had a long rest but your wounds are recovered Okay. Good to know. Laying an expectation. Anything that you could have recovered on a short rest is back. Okay, cool. Yeah, Corzin, tell us something true. Alright. I think that's how it works. I'm gonna um, look up at the sky and you said there's stars. Do I recognise any of the constellations? I mean, there's always the boar. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's a good place to start. You know, 
I've travelled around a lot, and often you find yourself in so many different places, it can feel like there's not really a, uh, a, a sense of continuity to anything. But there is actually some comfort I find in those uh, stars up there. They're real and they don't really change. They turn, and sometimes you see um, different ones at different times of the year, but they're always there. And I think of the various different places I've been over my life and the various things that have happened to me, and there have been uh, certain times where I thought things could never be the same again. Stars. Uh, you want to hear something that's true? I had a family once, and it was torn away from me. I thought I'd never have that again. The stars but, shift gently yeah. in the sky, turning to a different time of year. And you feel the sharp tang of salt in sea air. Clouds gathering on the horizon. Streets of a city to one side. And the oppression of water to, in the darkness to the other. Yeah. And when that happened, for a long time I felt like I'd never be whole or full again. In the but distance, lightning strikes. Once, mm -hmm. twice, three, four, five times. But slowly and surely, I found that there were other things that motivated me, that I I needed to to achieve, to stay alive for. And I have a family again now. It's not the same family, obviously, but it doesn't need to be. I don't... I have never forgotten the family that I left behind. But I've also... In a odd sort of a way, been able to build one anew for myself. Tell me about them. Well, I've never had a family that stayed. I've had hundreds, but I don't know who they were. Well, an important thing to remember about family is it's not always blood. Like, these people here, these people are as much my family as people I am related to. Are you to. saying you're not my real dad? Ugh. <laughs> 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 but we look so alike. I see the resemblance. 
Uncanny, says Fred, no. dryly. <laughs> <laughs> the word of a lie would have been my honour. But Stopping that's it. just the point. We didn't need to be that to be family to each other. I have a wife, I have a son, and I hope one day soon to get back to them. But they too were a family I never at one time in my life ever expected I'd have. Please, tell me about them. All of them, both, <laughs> both families. Well, it certainly didn't happen all at once, and I think if I had my time over again, there are certainly some things I might have done differently, but the... The first person, I suppose, who uh, entered my life after the original family were taken away from me was my wife, Molly. She... <laughs> she did for me something I thought no one else ever could, which is she gave me some much-needed perspective. You hear and she, the sort of echo of a slap and <laughs> feel it against <laughs> your cheek. Isn't yeah, there'll probably be like a slight um, redness to uh, uh, to Corson's uh, actual cheek. Um... And a grin from the short, red-headed figure, taller than you, that seems to be just at the edge of the firelight. She was... <laughs> kind to me in a way that I had forgotten to be kind to myself. Because you never did take enough damn care of yourself either, says a voice. Gorzen's eyes close for a brief moment in remembrance. And then... <sighs> it took me far too long to realise that... A lot of that kindness came from the fact that she truly believed in me. At a period in my life where I'm not even certain I believed in myself. And then... Some while later... My son, Little Corson, came along. And... It's one of the biggest regrets of my life that I wasn't as present for him in the early days as I could have been, should have been. The wail of a baby's cry, but distant, far too distant. The creak of boards, the crashing of the ocean. Three bloody days in a storm. But that's one of the things that I'm really trying to make up for now. He's... 
He means so much to me. And one of the things that I've said to a lot of people actually is that there is a world that I hope he gets to grow up in. A world very different from the one that I did. A better one. Echoes and voices. Dad! Look! I've never seen a ship that big. Dad, what was it like what was it like in your last voyage? <laughs> I used to tell him as much as I could. It was precious the time we spent. It's always precious the time you spend with family, no matter what the circumstances. It was bittersweet. One of the things that I'm definitely going to have to wait until he's a little bit older to talk about was the time that I um, was wrongfully imprisoned and had to uh, get very <laughs> creative in making my escape. Was that with the barrel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> You had your little feet sticking out the bottom of a barrel, didn't you? Yep. Uh, like I said, about... Um... Sister gives you mischievous side-eye and really thinks hard about that image. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to. Corzin is like... like Corzin, from where he sort of sat, is suddenly like peeking out from the top of a barrel. Yeah. Oh, it's even sillier than I'd pictured, if I'm honest. Pleasing. Well, this is literally how I pictured it. It's excellent. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'd say I picture it on maybe a daily basis most of the time. Oh, at least once a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to, don't you? Sometimes yeah. you just got to have something to pick you up. Well, you know, and also sometimes he gets big, big for his boots when he's captain. You've got to think of him, <laughs> think of him at, a, at a more humble time and in those, his life. See, those times, I remember him in the giant birthday hat we got him. <laughs> I'd like to say that that was the first time in my life I had a plan I had no reason to expect would work, and it somehow did. But that would be an outright lie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. There were many times where I was further away from home that I'd like. And... While it did all ultimately come together, I I think that was, in retrospect, one of the, the hardest times I've ever had to face, being away from family like that. But in the course of doing that, I also gained more of a new family. And he indicates the uh, his, his companions around the, uh, the campfire here. We found each other, and that was where, although I didn't know it at the time, things were starting to fall into place. Everyone here has done things for me I didn't realize were absent in my life until they were there suddenly. 
and now I don't rightly think I can imagine my life in the same way without them. But we came together, a crazy mishmash of people from <laughs> so many different uh, parts of the world. And after a, a series of even crazier adventures, we ended up all together on my ship, which had been my ambition for so long. And now we are all that family together. And our story's not done, not by a long shot. But like I said, we're all, all of us, works in progress. And one of the nicest things about family is that you get to be working together, not alone. I feel like, if I'm remembering this correctly, there's something you got when you, um, when you took captaincy over the Kraken's Bane. It might have been a spyglass or like... Oh yeah, well it, that's kind of part of my navigator's tools. Yeah, or like a, like a, yeah, there was something, something that was, yeah, special or engraved or similar. I mean, because, like, one of the other things I technically got at that point was the the letter of Mark, mm. but, mm. um... Well, the Kraken's Bane flag, I guess. We got fighters to make flags. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think of things that I like, feel like you got... Yeah, I feel like the spyglass was something you got at the time. It might have yeah. been, yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't feel like you had a reliable one before. I mean, uh, Corson will take out the, um... Uh the spyglass and, um, uh, and hand it to Shanti and point out some of the uh, the constellations in the night sky. And as you do so, you reach to find it and instead you find you pull out and it doesn't quite make sense because there's no way that should have fit into your pocket but <laughs> you withdraw a fishing rod snip broken in two. Okay. As you watch, it seems to change. It shifts and transforms to old bleached bone. Coulson takes a deep breath to steady himself. And then changes again to and changes once again to I think yeah to to the uh, to the um, belaying pin you've held for so long <laughs> before turning into the into the spyglass and 
There is something that feels different about it. Like, holding it, you can feel... You can both feel every wound you've taken, every loss you felt, Mm. and how you've healed and grown from each one. And you have a strong sense of your family around you and where they are. Crawlson will look to each of the other people at the uh, the campfire individually to in some ways not to like make sure that they're still there but to like um, make sure they understand the part that they play in the the story he's been unfolding you can kind of it's like holding them you you know where they are. Like, you can feel them there around the campfire. Mm. And two more distant, but somehow it's like you can... You can't picture them exactly, but you... But it's like you can feel Molly and Corzin aboard the gentle rocking of the ship. Like, you know instinctively that they are aboard the Kraken's Bane. That's comforting to know. Okay. As you do this, as you kind of hold this and feel it, you can see now amidst the stars above and the falling snow, the edge of a beach, a gently lapping shore, and in the dim rays of morn of dawn light the outline of an golden archway put placed in the sand just at the edge of where the firelight is casting with a small mm. lock in the middle of the door upon it I'm gonna stand up pick up the key it's got a third stone in it this time of sort of mixed kind of mix uh, like a a stone that's sort of mixed between a sort of um, in between sort of uh, like a sort of sea green and turquoise sort of brownish yellow yeah nice very pretty. Super pretty. Do you think it'll fit? Only Shanty, one way to find out. What about the card? But... What's on the card? <laughs> yeah, you've never looked at the card this whole time. Yeah, this is another thing. Let's have a. Yeah, there's a small card next to the key card. Okay, I'm going to pick that up and have a look at it then. 
Um, there's a small <laughs> there's a small set of lines uh, drawn in it which read the night is long and silent eternity is stark memory when all is still the candle in the dark the road ahead behind is gone from view the road ahead no sign so why not tell a tale to help us pass the time? I'll play ahead of you, mate. The voice finishes as you read the words, and you see one more figure sat at the campfire um, on a log. What appears to be a hobgoblin man in maybe his mid to late 50s, with a black uh, black hair, but with streaks of grey, a, a pointed beard, long hair, and a ponytail, wearing the thick clothes of some sort of step rider, with brightly coloured patterns sewn into the hem of his um, otherwise sort of like uh, tan coat, mm. and. Uh, has lent again kind of held the, the box of it held between his knees uh a curious an instrument that i think only celestia might recognize uh but which i imagine saran would in an instant uh it's, it's vaguely reminiscent of a cello in that you you know you hold it between uh, the, the box of it between your knees and it's played by a bow but it has a small kind of rectangular sound box a very long neck and only two strings uh, made of horsehair. You recognize this as a morincourt, uh, a particular type of uh, instrument uh, played in West Haldanos. Mm. I appreciate it's strange to welcome you as you prepare to leave, but welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hello. I appreciate truth in tales. Um, I am Erden, who was Mnemosyne, the poet. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. And you also distant travellers. Nice to start us. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scamp Friend. The Victory uh, Cotsall. For the moment, I'm going with Shanti until I, until I know where I want to be. No rush. Well, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. If you... I do apologise, um, Scamp, for the whole sort of wiggles his fingers and you see little <laughs> bits of glitter. Oh no, it was my fault. I did that. But I must insist upon truth entails. Not always facts, but truth 
I'd argue they exploded into glitter. <laughs> but they, they didn't, though. The telling is not <laughs> nah. the case. I think I get what you mean. You you can't just say the bad bits didn't happen because you don't want them to have happened. Because they did happen. Nah. You can think about them however you want, but they did happen. Yeah. It was one of the lessons I always try to teach my wife. She, much like you, would try to skip to the end or, or to an end that she thought was would be better. For a long time. Wasn't so end. much as like literal worrying about dying right here and now because we were all bleeding a lot. I get what you mean, though. You are, of course, welcome to leave any time, but while you're here, if you've got any questions. <laughs> I don't suppose either of us are you? Hmm. There's a similar flavour to me in you, Scamp. I have to say, something. Yeah. But you're not quite me. It's like there's a... You're not a... It's more like you're a rhyme than a repeat. <laughs> if that makes sense. Is that usually how it is? Or is that different? It's unusual. I... I'm not sure with you. I know... Oh Well, it's hard to tell with you. He says, looking at uh, Victory. You didn't speak too much, but hmm, but I would have, and I think that's the that's the slight difference. I would have jumped to tell a tale, and I would have insisted upon the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it was, knowing that it would bear out. I think there's a difference in instinct there. But this is interesting. Yes. Because I don't clearly recognise you as any of the others either. Would you know for sure? Because a lot of the others said they wouldn't, they don't actually know. Well, I, I as me, this me, the me that came here and made me, Erden, remembers Erden's life. Yeah. And I knew two others well. My husband's, or I should say rather that my wife's husband's. We were Turgan, Erden, and Gantulga. Husband of the great Khan Morte, um. who swept west and led the hordes across the uh, across the uh, the bridges of ice we summoned, oh. and froze the sea between Haldanos and Jova through Orseria. We were the sorcerer princes. Who bought a married to conduct her great war 
Never knew if the ash bridge was true. <laughs> of course. There are often seeds of truth in even the most unlikely tales. Although this one was just quite true. And let me tell you, a bit of a... <laughs> of a tricky deed to pull off. There's a reason it took three of us. I can imagine. <laughs> so which which ones were the other two then? Mm. You were the poet. I was the poet. Turgon, Turgon. was the dusk. That was the dusk. Oh. Yeah, I remember that one. He, what was the th- who was the third one? He defended our dear wife from threats from within assassins from without and ferreted out where I would find truth to inspire he would ferret out lies but Gantulga he was he I know to be the spirit of the greats of the smith Yaptos it was he who constructed as it were it was I who had the I, I could say that I had the inspiration to for a great magic a work that would connect the continents but I have to admit Gantulga was the one who worked out how to how to anchor it how to put it together and ensure that it would remain for as long as we did I believe the goal was for it to last longer, but alas, that part of the design was not fully completed. Hmm. We all tried to do as we thought best. Did you all come here at the same time to the Sarah Citadel? Yes. We found our we found our way. We followed the clues that each of us had left behind. For we were well brothers, if not by blood, then certainly by marriage and companionship. Yeah. <laughs> Turgon followed her out of loyalty I of love Gantulga sought to forge a better world were we right to do so fascinating question I we certainly thought we were at the time I would imagine that history gives a different perspective on some things. Not necessarily a right or a wrong one, but a different one. What we sought to do was grand, noble, maybe even good. And what we achieved was grand, arguably noble, perhaps good, 
whether it lost it. Well, that I cannot say. But it happened. We did things that no one had done. That's familiar. Yeah, it's interesting what you were saying about things rhyming. Mm. There are plenty of stories about you know, heroes, empires rising and falling that aren't the same, obviously, but in some ways they do kind of rhyme. The thing is, as well, the way you think and the way Scamp thinks, there is, as you say, a rhyme. You talk about... And I'm, I'm kind of half-looking. I'm looking between him and Scamp as I say this. You talk about having ideas of doing things that nobody had done. This big bridge. Nobody had ever thought of that. And you went, ah, oh, why not? The way Scamp is about teleporting... I don't know, when, when you explain it to people, darling, you're not like, oh, it's this big crazy thing that no one's done. You're like, oh, well, I'm just here and then I'm there. Like, you... Yeah, well, you, I just needed to be over there, so I was. Exactly, though. You accept it? Teleporting. What is this? Sometimes I'm in one place and then I'm in another. Without ever being in the gaps in between. They're just well, that is poof. new. Never heard of that. <laughs> I was pretty old, actually. Um, like, well. giants could do it. It's just that we forgot for a while. But you didn't learn about it from anywhere else. Nah, I just needed a thing to happen, so it did. It's kind of always been like that, though. You need something to happen, and you... Some part of you believes it can, and it does. Yeah. And I don't know your story about the bridge... Yes, it wasn't entirely all on your own, but without you believing it could happen, that wouldn't have happened, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You do need a... Someone needs to believe the impossible thing can be done. <laughs> <laughs> You're right yeah. there. Yeah, there's a lot of that We've in this group. We've got for that. Yeah. <laughs> Though I would say your story has holes in it. Oh? How do you just forget how to do oh, a thing I'd, like this? I didn't. The world forgot. Yes. How? That's... That's a hole. There was a big wall? And the people who won didn't know how to do it? Hmm. And the people who had it before tried to take it somewhere else and got stuck or they died interesting I guess it was eradicated uh, rather than forgotten in a there way. was a time in go on oh, no, I was done you carry on <laughs> oh, I was going to say there was a time apparently between the fall of Tyre and I think um I think Petroleone, where purportedly nobody on uh, uh, Jover knew how to make concrete anymore. Like, it was a thing people knew how to do, but then 
all the uh, the people who knew how to do it died, and then people had to rediscover it. Hmm. I do also wonder though whether it I was. I remember that an, being a thing. An not, advantage not it being to rediscovered someone. though. That must have happened since hmm. I came here. So well done. <laughs> maybe there's a good reason. Like maybe someone had a good reason for making sure it was forgotten. Maybe it was inconvenient to someone really powerful. Mm. That's the other option. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Well, I can just about wrap my head around... I wonder what the um, Kraken thinks of it. ...one person mm. being able to do it. If, like, if the giants could do it en masse, that, that changes everything. It's no wonder they like, were on top, actually. Well, time mm. and distance mean almost nothing if that's the case. Y- you could... I mean, I'm, look at the whole situation between um, uh, Jova and the colonies right now. Half the um, problem stem from the fact it takes like months to get there in either direction. Mm. If you could just but and I, be there instantly. I suppose that's another way people could have forgotten, though. On purpose, because it was scary. Because, I mean, I've just well, done that, haven't I? You know, a couple of days ago, I could see the past and future because, you know, of the eye of the storm. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I forgot on purpose how to do that. I didn't forget. I put down the thing that let me do it, but it's essentially... I don't know. It's the closest I could get to forgetting how. All the people who knew how to do it died. Like, they stopped doing it and then they died without passing it on because it was too big. Yeah. So how come you and I can do it? Oh, you too! Like three nods. Well, well. Because I needed something to work, so I made it work. Is it... Is it a sorcerer thing? But I, I, I should be more specific. I mean... Well, you I reincarnate. Can't. But you reincarnate, right? Yes. Yes, you've had the talk. Yes. So, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> the talk. <laughs> Let me tell you, relearning that was. A... I I was assured by the echoes before me that uh, that's always a bit of a surprise. You can't use the phrase "the talk" and then say. <laughs> <laughs> You're excellent. You're maybe my favourite one thus far. Um, but. My point is, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in words, but if we imagine that Does you lot have remember? been reincarnating and reincarnating and reincarnating, there is a version of you throughout the whole of time, right? Yeah. Maybe there was but like, maybe there was one who knew. Maybe there was one that was a fucking yeah. giant, and somewhere in you, that knowledge exists in some sort of form. The magic still remembers, even That's if the brain yeah. don't. And this eventually, is reminding when... me a lot of that time I tried to get any sense out of Cassandra. But, <laughs> but like, eventually, yeah. when the right one comes back, when the right one who has the right kind of weird way of thinking, I mean this as a compliment, Scamp, comes back oh, and entirely. believes it can happen... The knowledge is already there. Could that yeah, be maybe. right? So... I mean, perhaps. But you have to think of it again. It's like, I don't know, like if you didn't know what maths was, you had to like rediscover sure it. I, do. I don't know what maths, I'm absolutely fucking awful at maths, um, Leah will tell you. But <laughs> I have to admit, Gantorga was always the better mathematician. 
I'm good. I suppose that good that sense. somebody was if you wanted to bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought we could actually just, you know, just freeze solid water. He was the one who went, no, pillars. Pillars and arches. That's how we're going to do it. Mm. If you want, uh, unless you want the whole thing. Because my original attempt, I did try freezing solid water. And it turns out the tides actually produce quite a lot of force. And what I ended up with was a small flotilla of icebergs. <laughs> yeah, they'd float away, wouldn't they? Um, that is exactly what happened. I've got to be honest, that's what I would do if I was building a bridge of ice. So I, I feel you. Yeah, um, yeah. I too would need somebody who could do maths. <laughs> I mean, unless you were going to anchor it to, to the seabed, and I mean, how far down is that? That actually is more or less what we ended up doing for the some parts yeah, of it. That must have taken ages. Wow. I mean, what little I know about um, Only uh, the bits nearest the shore. Is... Then it got very strange, and really at that point I just started following Gantorga's instructions. That seems sensible. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if the knowledge is, is somewhere. Maybe. I'm obviously not a, an expert in uh, matters arcane, but maybe we've been thinking of this, uh, this whole thing wrong all the time. That a lot of how we tend to um, uh, think of arcane magic these days is, like, it has... Um, rules and predictable um, aspects to it that you can exploit in order to do certain things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. And seemingly one of the defining things of sorcerers is that they can take those rules and just break them. But maybe it's not that the um, uh, the rules are being broken, it's that the the picture that we have is incomplete. And what sorcerers can do is something that has always been possible. It's just that not very many people have ever known how to do it. Mm. Ah, I do remember Gantolga making, trying to explain something like this to me once about how it was really hard to write out how to something about working out how what the area of a circle was with squares or something like that. That wouldn't fit, would it? Uh, it's called squaring the circle, in fact. What? And uh, Or something to do with... I forget it. He said something about quadratic things. But the important thing was it was really, really... It was possible, really, really difficult of you writing it out. And then some... Uh, some smart person had the idea of actually just drawing it as squares and using hmm. geometry instead. And it all got a lot easier. Anyway, the point is, sometimes, to solve the problem, you need the perspective to think of uh, about it in a different way. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, um, if we take... Um, uh, and, and he pulls out uh, Riptide. It's like, there have been lots and lots of uh, things like this throughout history, but, like... The, the way that the, the metal is folded, the type of metal that was used to create this, like, the knowledge to make something th that does the same job this well has only existed for a certain amount of time. That's actually not a bad metaphor either, because... 
that's a combination of things, isn't it? Yeah, that's like metallurgy that's, and and um. I don't just mean uh, knowledge, though. Yeah, it's we needed the knowledge, but somebody also needed access to the right kind of resources. Exactly. They needed to be in the right surroundings. They needed to be in the right situation. And someone so really you need the needed right to brain have who needed a nice sword. Yeah. What were you going to say, Scott? I mean, so what you had was the basic material or the basic idea of the magic what coming back and then you had the situation of, oh, look at all those sharks. I really wish I was over there. Yeah. And then I was. You had to want it. Yeah. Oh, I really wanted it. It was a lot of sharks. <laughs> well, it's the same with me in, in this one. I look at the pride spirit with affection. I well, you know, if we hadn't found each other, things would be very different. You you have to have you yeah. have to be in the right surroundings. You have to be in the right situation. I'm going to fondly assume you're one of those spirit sighted people. Yes, yes. Sorry. Excellent. I didn't think. <laughs> Easy to forget. <laughs> well, nothing. That's a good theory. I like it. Nothing like a sit-down, a bite to eat, and a good tale to pass the time. I imagine you're all feeling quite rested, and mm. indeed you've all gained the benefits of a long rest. Yes, actually, fantastic. I have a, I have a question, actually, if that's, if that's okay. Mm, please. Uh, so you said... Um, you said scamp was mm. a rhyme rather than a repeat. Yeah. Is that how it works for you specifically? Because you're the poet. Hmm. When we get to the next line of your life, does it rhyme rather than repeat because you're the poet? Or is that not normal? Is it usually a repeat? The one who came before me... knew. There's a... sort of resonance... And I've seen quite a few people in my time who don't quite resonate, who aren't, who don't feel right. Some feel very wrong, others quite wrong. You are the closest to right, but you're not quite. So am I not you? I don't... Or am I... I... You might be me. This could be a me problem. I think... I mean, it is very... if it is a you problem, it's also a me problem. Well, yes, it could be an us <laughs> problem. I would Especially because su- I'm meant to learn something from the person who was me. Well, if, if we you... we don't are, know... If you are me, you're going... <laughs> there's quite a lot I have to tell you. Um, How do we find out? Well, I can't leave this wing. But if we're, if you're not sure, I think, and if we're uncertain, you might need to talk to the architect of the Citadel. Ugh. Is that another Which sorcerer? Which one's that? Thea, the Radiant. She lives at the centre of the citadel. Ah. Mm. Speak to her. She, if... 
if anyone is likely to know, it will be her. But there's not a way for you to tell. For us to tell. I've... There's not a test or... I don't know. <laughs> this is the test. We both think of a number and it happens to be the same one. What numbers are you both thinking of? <laughs> Three, two, one, pudding. eight. <laughs> it's pudding. I was thinking of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> the best number. That is a good number. Mm. I went for eight because people usually think between one to seven. <laughs> ah, eight I like kind that. of looks like a pudding. Seven, um, one. Everyone's like the same three, logic as pudding. Yeah. <laughs> a rhyme. A rhyme, but not a repeat. There's something... There is something interesting going on. And I am keen... And I'm sure I'm as keen as you are to get to the truth of it. Keep hunting. Find it out. And... Will we be able to come back if we need to ask you questions? The rule is generally... Once you find your way, you will have you'll be able to navigate the citadel freely, mm. you, within your own wing, completely freely. Uh, but you'll be able to change the position of your door so that you can neighbour one of the others. And we do well. We don't exactly talk to each other, because as mentioned, I can't really leave this wing. None of the Echoes here can. They were sort of part of the furniture, as it were. But when one of us is here in truth, yes, then we can go and speak to the others. We can also move the door around, which, let me tell you, makes it a lot easier to get back in. Yeah. Yeah. You can just move your door straight to the exit, walk out, go somewhere else, come back. That that kind of answers my question. That's Mm. good to know that we can actually just come back if if it does happen to be... Oh, it's a lot easier to get out of here than it is to get in once you've found where you belong. Mm. Unfortunately... If you and I are the closest match and I'm not getting that certainty, I think you're going to need to go all the way to the centre. What? What? What if it's not you but it's not anyone? Then what? Then. Then I think you may have uncovered an interesting truth. And that is always worthwhile in itself. Then you could be new. Yeah, brand new. But like... Wouldn't that be kind of great? Yes and no. I get the yes and no, I do. But you've been so worried that you'll be somebody terrible and you'll have to carry somebody else's weight and somebody else's choices. Yeah. If you're a blank slate, then it's... Hey, you and me, Shanti. Let's blank slate it together. <laughs> All right. Also, I get that it would be hard as well, though, because there's 
somebody who can't ask get questions. the knowledge. Yeah. Look, both... I don't get to learn the history. Yeah, and both um, possibilities have a lot of pros and cons, but at least it might be worth entertaining it as a possibility. I guess maybe part of me is hoping for a legacy I could actually be proud of, because no offense, Victory, but your mum sucks. Um. <laughs> yep. Victory kind of, like, elbows you in the ribs. <laughs> I know. We've been through this a lot. We were stuck in a room for a long time. Hmm. Well, what I would say then and my gifts to you are the truths you have brought with you. He gestures to grandmother's bow. What matters is real and it is what real because you say it is. Gestures to the friend bracelet. You decide what is true about you and the past does not have power over you nor any other and gestures to the crack in the spain spyglass <laughs> you always know where your fam that your family is beside you and that you can draw strength from the families that you have built no matter what you have lost I hope those gifts and those truths help you on the journey ahead. And now, I think, it is time for you to take it. Thank you. Yeah. Needed yeah. this. I hold the bow. Good luck, travellers. And you. And do you. Inspiration. <laughs> Mostly full flavour, but the rainbow spirit, like, is his hair a little ruffle? <laughs> he laughs delightedly at the invisible force ruffling his hair. <laughs> and gestures to the door. On we go, I guess, unless anybody yeah. else has any burning yeah. things. Take Everybody ready? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty as I'm gonna get. Same. You insert the key. Insert the key. <laughs> it turns with a click, and as you open the door and the light shines forward, you step through into the next part of the Cirrus Citadel. And you know what? I realise that we kind of skipped an interval here, but. I think we'll pick up there next time. It's the right place, yeah. So, mm -hmm. thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. You can change the shaft, the string, the draw, till it looks nothing like before. 
But if we all agree it's so, then this is still Grandmother's bow. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.